The Last Word with Matt Cooper. The letter was sent in May, but it has been disclosed today. It was a letter from a judge of the district courts. Uh, The judge, Dermot Sims, wrote to four ministers, relevant state bodies and the Oireachtas Committee on Children calling for immediate and coordinated reaction to remedy a current crisis in childcare. Two things in particular that he highlighted in this letter which stand out. A lack of properly regulated suitable placements for foster care, residential placements and special secure care and also unfilled posts, shortage of qualified personnel and staff retention. Now we have a couple of guests with us. I want to start with Maria Corbett, Chief Executive of the Child Law Project. Maria, how many children are being affected by this, is it reckoned? Hello, Maria. Have we just lost Maria there? It seems that we have lost Maria Corbett, the Chief Executive of the Child Law Project. We'll get her back. Kathleen Funchen is with us as well, Chair of the Oireachtas Committee on Children, Equality, Disability, Integration and Youth, Sinn Féin TD. Uh, Kathleen, uh, did your committee get this letter and the files that came with it? Um, good evening, Matt. Unfortunately, we, didn't see, we don't seem to have received this letter and I just double-checked that earlier today as well just to make sure... Um, that I was correct in that, and, and we haven't received it, but I will just say, regardless of that, when I did see this uh, news report this morning, obviously it's something that we would want to look at as a committee. We would be very concerned. I have to say, probably none of us are very surprised, which I think you know, um, shows how difficult and how, how bad the situation has gotten for those children, first of all, who are in the care system, uh, children and families who are, are vulnerable and at risk of coming into care, and then those who are working in the system, social workers, foster carers, and also kinship care, which sometimes gets forgotten about in all of this as well. So um, anyone, I suppose, that's been working in this kind of sphere or advocating on behalf of people working in that sphere will not be surprised by this, but it is extremely concerning, and we would be looking to have the Minister for Children into our committee and also TUSLA, but I will say that I think it shows that we do need to look at this whole situation in the round. So I think we need to look at where we can support families who we might be at risk of coming into the care system who are vulnerable. Um, in terms of family support, we need to see that increased in so many situations because prevention is obviously the best measure. But then, obviously, you're not going to be able to prevent every single situation that results in a child coming into care. So when they do come into care, it is so important that we have adequate social workers. This comes up time and time again as a difficulty because what happens is there is a serious issue then in consistency of care. If your social worker is changing, we also know that over 800 children do not have an allocated social worker. And that is an issue that I had raised in early July with the minister in the Dáil. And we actually don't even have the data on how long some children have been waiting to be allocated a social worker. So we, there is a huge amount of issues in this sphere that, that need to be addressed. But I do think we need to look at, at, at lots of different sections, uh, the social work section. We need to ensure that, uh, you know, foster carers and kinship carers, and, and just to explain kinship care for anyone who may not be aware of it, it's when it, it's directly family involved uh, caring for, for children and they may not have... Um, you know, come to the yeah. attention of, of TUSLA officially as such. But th- those groups, those advocacy groups have been saying for, for years now that they need additional support, they need additional resources, they need to be supported to help the children that come into their 
care. And we, we really need to address that because we need more foster families. We need more foster families. And, and, and I will get to that in a second, yeah. Kathleen, but I think we do have Maria Corbett with us now. Maria from the Child Law Project, thank you for joining us. Maria, do we know how many children are in care at present in Ireland and how many, do we have any idea, are not getting the full supports and services that they should be? Yeah, so we've, we've just about um, uh, 5,500 children in care and about 90% of them are in foster care. And within that, a quarter of those are fostered by their relatives. And then the remaining 10%, uh, which is around, you know, just 550 children are in residential care or other placements. So that, that kind of gives you a broad sense. It's, you know, it's, it's not a huge number, but it's sizable enough. Yeah, and can, so you, can you maybe, I'll oh, sorry, could you outline for me just how these children come to be in care? What are the circumstances and what mm. ages are they? Yeah, sure. Well, I suppose all ages, uh, we'd see it that there's three routes to care at the moment. There's uh, the child protection route whereby the parents of the children are unable to parent their child. And the reasons for that would, would generally fall into the categories category of parental mental health, parental addiction, domestic violence, and perhaps a cognitive impairment on the part of the parents. So they're, they're just unable to, to care for their child and the child will then be taken into care. Um, a second category, and this is of concern to us and it's a growing category, is whereby the child themselves is having um, emotional or behavioural difficulties and is in the family are seeking services services aren't available and things reach such an extent that the child is taken into care, that the parent effectively says, I cannot manage this child at home. And I think that's really very concerning in the sense of where are the disability and the mental health services for those those children to ensure that they don't need to be coming into care. And then the third category, and it's a small group, but again it is growing, is, is where a child doesn't have a parent in the state. So that may be an, or a child who's been orphaned, but more commonly it's actually a child that's coming from another jurisdiction. So they're coming from war-torn areas like Afghanistan, Syria, from Africa, and recently from the Ukraine. So they're coming in as unaccompanied minors or separated children. They may be seeking international protection here. So that category of children is, is, a, is a kind of a new and growing category within the care system. And in terms of the ages, it really varies. Our reports will show um, quite a number of cases whereby a child comes into care from a maternity hospital or shortly or in the early months after they're born. Um, or if they admit the child may come into care when they begin to go to school or they're, they're, they come to the attention of uh, crashes or schools that there's a problem at home. And then it really varies. But recently we've been seeing up right up all the cage age categories it varies but recently we're seeing more and more children coming in in the in the teenage years um, but they're just general trends I suppose also the fact is we have a population which is expanding quite dramatically as the last census also revealed to us uh, Maria this letter from uh, Judge Sims also said he wanted to make it absolutely clear that the social workers and their team leaders who are working with the most challenging of cases and who give their evidence on a daily basis are above reproach with commitment and work ethic far beyond any possible job description. So is it the case that the problem is actually caused simply by a lack of qualified people to support those people who are doing their job and also a lack of foster care availability to look after situations where there aren't family who can help? Yeah, I mean, I, I would echo that. That the, I mean, the, the, I think the staff on the ground, the social workers and the, and the lawyers involved in these cases are doing tremendous work. But 
what we see time and again is that they come into court and they say, we have this child, the child is in care, the child is, is vulnerable in need of services, um, and we, but we cannot find the appropriate foster placement or residential placement for this child. Sometimes those children have more additional needs, so they need a higher uh, level of services kind of wrapped around them for the, to make the placement work. And if they don't get that, they go into a placement and the placement breaks down and then everybody's back in court saying we don't have a placement for this child. So what you're seeing and what's of deep concern to ourselves, the Child Law Project, and, and to Judge Sims as he expressed in his letter, is the use of um, placements that are outside of the normal system. So what's happening, and there's about 130 children at the moment who would fall into this category, whereby the, they're in care, uh, but there isn't a, a foster or residential placement for them. So the um, TUSLED provides them at a local level, they enter a, a special uh, emergency arrangement. So they're entering into kind of an ad hoc plan for that child. Um, and that, unfortunately, while it is a good emergency measure, unfortunately, they're lasting a long time. And they're a concern for us because they're not registered. Okay. So therefore, they're not inspected. They don't, they're not covered by national standards. So there is a real concern around the use of that, those type of arrangements as an ongoing feature. But can of I ask you system. just as a final question to you before I go back to Kathleen, how fearful would you be for the safety of many of these children that they are now at the risk of physical or indeed even perhaps sexual violence? Um, if you're asking from the people who are minding them, I, I, that, that, that oh no, not, I'm not suggesting no, no, that. No, in for, general, in general, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. have an absence general, of the people yeah. to actually look after them, the yeah. excellent people who work as social workers, the fosterers, the carers, but for those who are not getting assigned, then what danger is there for those yeah. children? I mean, the the key thing that keeps children safe is if they have a trusting relationship with an adult. So wherever they're living, at home, in foster care, and residential care, that they can tell an adult what's happening in their life. And the adult knows them enough to be able to see how, if, the, if things are changing for them or if they're, in, if they're in distress or in need. And the difficulty with the use of any kind of temporary arrangements is the child does not have a chance to build up that relationship. And we're also concerned that we've seen Poor practice where children are moved at short notice. So you're breaking their links with peers, with their family, with their schools. They're moving around the country to different areas that they don't know. All of those issues add to the vulnerability of these children who are already vulnerable. And I think that that the risk then of them being disconnected from people who know them and who they can build a trusting relationship with in the immediate puts them into a more risky place. But also it just means that they've even a harder road to climb in terms of a good outcome for them through their childhood. Kathleen, just to finish with you, because is this the case where actually the money is available, the state is willing to provide the money, but the problem, as it is with many jobs at present, is just finding the people who are willing and available to do it? So I think there's there's a number of factors in relation to that. Um, Certainly, I think we obviously need to see more social workers um, I think foster carers and those in kinship care would disagree with that statement in terms of, of the money being there because they've been looking for additional resources um, that, that hasn't been coming over the last number of years. So hopefully we might see some changes in this budget. And then I think you also need to look at going back to the very start in terms of possible prevention. And we certainly don't see enough resources going into very basic things like family support and also different other different spheres as well. I mean, 
Marie was mentioned there how you know there's a lot of teenagers now coming into care. So the whole role and area of youth work, our committee just last week actually launched a report in relation to youth work and the invaluable work that's done in that sector. But again, they're not seeing any sort of um, extra additional resources. They get a very small percentage of the actual budget from this department. So there is areas like that that we do need to invest in. So I think it's a combination of resources in key areas like that, such as family support, youth work, additional supports for kinship and foster carers. But certainly we need to look at how we recruit more social workers and also in the longer term, how we train more social workers because we're only training um, half the required social workers at present in terms of people leaving college with that qualification. So that's definitely, I know that's a more longer term look, but we do need to be looking at this in a longer term lens as well, I, I believe. Thank you very much, Kathleen Funchen, Chair of the Oireachtas Committee on Children, Sinn Féin TD, and Maria Corbett, Chief Executive of the Child Law Project. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.